If you got your Bible with you, I want you to turn to the book of Proverbs, Proverbs chapter number 31. Um, looking forward to sharing this with you uh, this morning, but I'm going to talk about the incredible worth of a woman and all the ladies said. Amen. And, and uh, studying this, uh, I, I really received a whole lot of uh, revelation I never received before because, of course, men don't know anything about women and... Uh, that, that's just true. You know, you, you've seen the handbooks, Understanding Men, it's like one page. And then, you know, you've seen the uh, Understanding Women manuals, and it's like this, and then it's got a revised version, and then... Because, I mean, men, men and women are totally different, you know. Uh, you know, a, a, a woman marries a man expecting him to change, and he doesn't. And men marry women expecting them not to change, and they do. You know, that, you know, women or, or men will pay $2 for an item that costs $1 just because they like it. Women will pay $1 for an item that costs $2 just because it's on sale. And it's been said that, uh, that married men live longer than single men, but they're more willing to die. I don't know if that's true or not. It's just been said that that was there. But it, anyways... Uh, but we're going to talk about the, the incredible worth of a woman. Proverbs chapter number 31. We're going to read verse 10 and then we're going to skip down to verse number uh, 26. If you're there, say amen. Verse 10 says, Who can find a virtuous woman or wife? Now that word virtuous means valuable, notable, dignified. A woman that is above everything that can dishonor reputation. So this is a special kind of woman. This is the, the, the model woman. And I want to put a disclaimer out here first and say, you know, when we go through these, uh, these verses here this morning, uh, you're going to probably want to compare yourself to this woman. And, 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 and I know that just human nature, we, we tend to compare ourselves to other people a lot of times. And, and what we're saying in these verses is that, you know, this is not just uh, a virtuous woman. This is a perfect woman. And, you know, if you're one of those people that compare yourself to other people, you're going to look at this and you're going to think to yourself, well, I'm not that and I'm not that and I'm not that and I'm not that. That's not what this message is intended to, to try to communicate to you. You're not trying to get you to compare yourself to another woman. You know, I'm wanting to encourage you to compare yourself to the woman that God wants you to be in Jesus. In other words, you know, this is the Christ-like woman. Just like we are supposed to uh, uh, try to uh, pursue Jesus and becoming like Jesus, becoming more like Jesus, th these are the qualities that, that, that the Bible says that a woman of virtue, a virtuous woman possesses. And again, so don't compare yourself to, to this woman, but let this inspire you to become more like her in Christ. Verse 26. These are some of the characteristics of a virtuous woman. There's a lot that's listed, but I'm just going to cover five of these. But verse 26 says, she opens her mouth with wisdom. Now, what's wisdom? Wisdom is the ability to apply truth to life. This woman knows how to take the truth of God's word and apply it to her life accurately in the right context, at the right time, in the right moment, so she can make the right decision or offer the right advice to somebody that's in need. She opens up her mouth with wisdom. 
and her tongue is the law of kindness. She watches over the ways of her household. In other words, she's, she's the COO. I'm, I don't know if Brian's back there or not, but I'm, I think I'm echoing a little bit. Can you hear that? Is that just me? So you just coming back here. Sound a little bit like an echo. There it was. It says she watches over her household. She's the CEO. She's the chief operating officer of the home. She watches over her household and does not eat the bread of idleness. She's got a strong work ethic. Her children rise up and call her blessed. Her husband also, and he praises her. Many daughters have done well, but you excel them all. Charm is deceitful and beauty is passing, but a woman who fears the Lord shall be praised. Give her the fruit of her hands and let her own works praise her in the gates. Let's pray. Father, thank you, Lord, for this opportunity to be gathered together to worship you and to just share your word. We're thankful for the word of God. I pray that you help me to communicate this word effectively, powerfully, personally, Lord, that somewhere in, in this message that you'll speak to our hearts and change us and help us to become more like Jesus. I pray your blessing upon every woman that's here, upon mothers and grandmothers and daughters and, and all of those that are inspiring to be uh, moms, that, Lord, you would just grant them the desires of their heart. Now, Lord, I pray that you would bless this time together in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. The incredible worth of a woman... When you look at the history of the faith, you will find that women are found everywhere. And, and these are not just ordinary women. These are extraordinary women. These are powerful women. These are incredible women. When you look at the history of the faith, you see God using women in a powerful and amazing way, not only to just uh, accomplish something for, for themselves or for a, a particular person. God's using these women to literally save people's lives and, and actually save the, the, the entire destiny or future uh, of entire nations. For example, when you read about Jochebed and you're thinking, who in the world is Jochebed? Well, this woman just so happened to be uh, the mother of Moses. And so she intervened in the situation where, where, where Pharaoh had, uh, had called for all of the, the, the firstborn children to be, to be slaughtered, to be murdered, to be aborted, that he called basically for, for a genocide. And she intervened because of her faith in God. And, and God used her and used the faith that, that she displayed in trying to preserve Moses. And God ended up raising up Moses to become the deliverer of, Egypt, of, of, of Israel when they were in Egypt. When you think about Esther and how that God used Esther to, to, to actually save the entire nation from genocide in the book of Esther because she was a woman that was brought to the kingdom for such a time as this. When you look at the life of people like, like Ruth, and it was Ruth's refusal to uh, walk away from her mother-in-law, Naomi, that was actually what, what God used her to, to ultimately uh, continue the lineage of, of the Messiah. And over and over and over again in Scripture, we see God using women in incredible ways to do incredible things to change the world. Now, I've been around the world, and I found out that some of God's best men are women. Some of God's best men are women. God uses women in powerful, powerful ways. Now, I think it's also interesting to note that, that have you ever noticed that there is no Proverbs 31 for men? You ever noticed that? 
There, you, know, you know the reason why that's, that's true? The reason there's no Proverbs 31 for men, because men require the whole Bible to ed- be educated and to change and learn. We need a whole lot of stuff to help us along the way. Women, they just need one chapter. There's no Proverbs 31 for, for, for men in the Bible, just, just women. Women get it right the first time, and all the ladies said... And now it's been said that when God created man, he, he became frustrated. And, and he said that, you know what, uh, I can do better than that. Because the Bible says that, that God made man out of the dust of the earth. So in other words, what God did, he grabbed a handful of dirt and put it together and breathed on it. And we become animated dirt. That's what men became. Men became animated dirt. But you know what the Bible says about how God created woman? The Bible says that God fashioned woman with his own hands. Isn't that incredible to think about? You know, God, God grabbed a handful of dirt and, and breathed upon this dirt. Men become animated dirt, but God fashioned women with his own hands. That's a beautiful thing to consider. I mean, it shows the value, the thought, the, the intent that God placed in women. And, and it tells a lot about how woman was designed because God has a purpose and a plan for every woman. Now, in Proverbs chapter 31, we see the profile if you will, of a virtuous woman. And in fact, in verse 10, it raises the question. It says, who can find a virtuous woman? Who can find a virtuous wife? It says that her worth is far above rubies. Now, I mentioned this earlier, but the word virtuous means valuable, noble, dignified, magnificent, distinguished, moral, ethical, above everything that can dishonor reputation. So what the writer of this particular proverb is saying is that a virtuous woman is as beautiful on the inside as she is on the outside. And if you can find such a woman, he said, you know what, you better hold on to her because they are rare. You know, what makes something valuable is that it's rare and it's hard to find. And so this proverb poses the question to us that who can find such a a virtuous woman? Now, I want to give you four characteristics of a virtuous woman or four characteristics that describe the incredible worth of a woman. Now, this is going to be in your outline. It should be up here on the screen as well. But the first thing that, that describes the value of a woman is, number one, a virtuous woman is wise. Now, look at what it says here in verse 26. She opens her mouth with wisdom, and on her tongue is the law of kindness. In other words, when this woman speaks, she's got something worth saying. A virtuous woman, an honorable woman, a a noble woman, when she opens up her mouth, notice what comes out. Nonsense doesn't come out. Craziness doesn't come out. Drama doesn't come out. Gossip doesn't come out. A virtuous woman, when she opens up her mouth, it's time to pay attention. It's time to listen because a virtuous woman, when she speaks, she speaks with wisdom. Now, what is wisdom? Wisdom is the ability to take truth and apply it to life. A more formal definition is the biblical skill or the skill of biblical living. Let me say that again. You know, wisdom is the skill of biblical living. It's, it's taking the truth of what the Bible says and properly applying it to your life and properly communicating it to other people that will end up being for their benefit. That's, that's what wisdom is. 
Wisdom is, is, is so much more than just knowledge. As a matter of fact, you can be intelligent and stupid at the same time. You can have a high IQ and low common sense at the same time. Matter of fact, I've been around a lot of people, and I found out that, you know what, the more I'm around people, the more I realize that common sense ain't that common. But this woman, she's got wisdom. Wisdom, listen, is the ability to take spiritual truth and communicate it in ways where people can understand so they can make choices that will be in their best interest. Now, where does wisdom come from? The Bible says if you're going to have wisdom, you have to first of all have knowledge of God. In other words, you know, a woman that has wisdom knows who God is in a personal and powerful way. This woman knows God. But it takes more than just knowing God. She also has to know what it's like to live in, in the real world. She has to have knowledge of God and she has to have knowledge of life. And it's not enough just to have those two bodies of knowledge, knowing God and having lived a long time. You have to be able to connect the two in order to make the best decision and in order to be able to live life successfully. A wise woman lives life, the Bible says, in an excellent way. Many daughters have done well, but you excel them all. Wisdom helps you live an excellent life. It talks about the, uh, the man by the name of Daniel in Scripture. It says he had an excellent spirit. They, they live their life with, with the spirit of excellence. People that have wisdom operate in excellence. Now, the writer of this proverb, here's what he's saying. He's saying a virtuous woman knows how to grab a hold of heaven and grab a hold of earth and bring it together so that they can live out the victorious life. A virtuous woman is a victorious woman because she knows how to live life well. Amen? So number one, a virtuous woman is a wise woman. To say that you are a virtuous woman means that you consistently seek God and take the truth of God and help apply it to the lives of your loved ones in a practical way so that their life is better and bring glory to God. That, that's what it means to be a virtuous woman, to have wisdom. You know, it's, it's like the story I read about of two women that, that escaped prison. And these two women, she, they, they escaped prison, and uh, they, were, they were running to try, not, try to keep from getting rearrested and put back into prison back into prison and so they ran into the woods and so all of a sudden they, they heard the dog these dogs barking because they released the dogs to kind of you know go go sniff them out and you know try to uh, recapture them so uh, the first inmate what she did she climbed up in, into a tree and, and and she was just sitting there and so the second woman says you know what I, I think I'm going to do the same thing so she she goes a little bit farther she climbs up in, in in the second tree and and then all of a sudden the dogs are getting closer and closer and closer closer and closer, and then the dog comes to the first woman's tree and, and stops and starts looking up. And so the, 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 the first woman says to herself, I need to, I need to do something. So she said, I know what I'll do. I'm, I'm going to make a bird noise. And all of a sudden she goes, coo, coo, coo. And so the, 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 the prison guards come and they said, you know what, that's, that, that's nothing but a bird, you know. That, that, that's, that's not a person, that's just a bird. And so, you know, the, the dog leaves that tree, goes to the next tree. 
And so the, the dog comes and, 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 and stands and sits right straight underneath the tree that the second inmate is in. And she's, you know, and the dog's looking up. And, and so the second inmate, she goes, you know what? Not, you know, I, I need to come up with something that's creative because, you know, this woman, she, she's made noises like a, you know, like a bird. And they thought that she was a bird. So she said, I know what I'll do. I'll go, moo, moo, moo. What she didn't realize is that, you know what? Cows moo, birds coo. The difference between wisdom and foolishness is knowing when to moo and then when to coo. That's wisdom. That's wisdom. True story, by the way, I think. So a virtuous woman has wisdom. Here's the second thing I want to share with you. Number two is a virtuous woman prioritizes her family. A virtuous woman prioritizes her family. Look at verse 27. It says, She watches over the ways of her household and does not eat the bread of idleness. Now, let me say this up front. What I'm not saying is this. I'm not saying that women are supposed to be the head of the household. And I'm not saying that because they're not the head of the household that they are not created with equal value, equal worth, and, and are equal in the eyes of God. I'm just talking about God's delegated authority. And, of course, we've openly talked about that. But, but I'm not saying that, that this woman is the head of her household. The Bible says she watches over her household, which means that this woman is a manager. She's an administrator. She is uh, the CEO of the home. She's the chief operating officer of the home, and she prioritizes her family. Now, scripturally, her primary responsibility is a well-ordered home. And listen to this. As a result of the well-ordered home... The home flourishes as the direct result of her oversight. Now, that was good right there. I paused for an amen, but it didn't come. It's, but it's all good. The primary, I didn't say this is the only responsibility. I'm saying the primary responsibility is a well-ordered home. As a result of a well-ordered home, the home flourishes as a direct result of her oversight. Now listen, let me tell you something. If man was trying to oversee the home, manage the home, the home would completely fall apart. Men cannot handle that kind of stuff. I mean, that's just the truth. That's the way that, it, that, that men are wired. That's part of the unique design that, that God created uh, among mothers but, uh, and among women. And so as a wife, this woman is a helper to her husband. As a mother, this woman is the primary caregiver. She, she, she prioritizes the care of her children. She lives to make her family her legacy. She lives to make her family her legacy. And I'm not saying this because she's my wife, and this is not a bragging session on Rachel, but I can tell you this much. Our family is her legacy, and I can tell you this much. She is the best example I have ever seen of a Proverbs 31 woman. She's not in here, so she's not hearing me say this. 
So I'm saying this behind her back. I mean, I've read this chapter. I was telling her last night. I read this chapter, and I can honestly say uh, I know of no other woman that possesses or even close to possesses the qualities that I read about in Proverbs 31. And I'm not saying she's perfect. I'm not saying that she doesn't have flaws. I'm not saying any of those things. I'm just saying when you take the Scripture, which is what I believe we should do, and look at it and apply it to our life, she's the closest thing. Because, listen, I tell you this much, she prioritizes our family and this is the truth because I'm goofy you guys know that I mean at one time Rachel called me this is when we first had children she called me and she said to me she said Donald do you realize you've not been home before 11 o'clock at night for an entire month and I went that's crazy really and she's not one of these people that, that try to confront and say, you know what, you're, you're doing too much of this or doing too much of that. She was expressing concern to me. She says, you've not been home before 11 o'clock you know, the entire month. You've not seen your children. They've been in bed before you get home. Don't you think it's time for you to come home? Well, you know what? Me being the, you know, the, the spiritual giant that I am, I mean, I thought I was, my job was to go out and save the world. You know what? Jesus needs me. You know what I'm saying? I'm doing the Lord's work. I mean, that's what I'm thinking, you know. But, but something I've learned, God will always ask your family to sacrifice, but he will never ask you to sacrifice your family. And there's a big difference. And so me being goofy and her being my helper, I said to her, I said, okay, as you know, I have an extreme personality. And I obviously have a lot of work to do that I can just lose my mind at any moment. So here's what I suggested to her. I said, here you go. Here's my calendar. I want you to put down at least once a week when we sit down as a family and we eat together. I want you to put down at least once a month where we can go out and, and have a date night. I want you to write down all of our children's events and acti activities and things that are going on at school and sports. And man, I'm telling you what, well, five children is killing me right now. It is. I'm trying not to complain. Bless the Lord. And then I said, I want you to write down our vacation, and I want you to write down all this stuff. I said, now, once you put down all of the priorities that need to be priorities in my life, then I'll fill in the rest of the schedule. I mean, I just want to encourage some of you men. If you're a busy man and you don't have time to spend with your family, I understand what it's like to be, uh, you know, having to work a lot of hours or work two jobs. When we had a dog, I worked three, do three jobs. And so, uh, but we don't have a dog no more. Hallelujah. And I love animals. I'm going to get a hate email or a, you know, I'm going to get a bad message on Facebook. But I don't need another job. So understand what it's like to be busy. So if you cannot properly establish priorities in your life and don't know what your priorities are, then ask your wife to help you. I can promise you she will be more than glad to do that for you. Be believe me. But she, she will help you out. All you've got to do is just say help. And as a matter of fact, it'll probably be a good gesture to you, which it shows that you actually care. Because, again, it's very easy to neglect. Why would you want to neglect? Because the Bible says he that finds a wife finds a good thing. Why would you want to neglect the very good thing that the Lord's brought in your life because you're goofy? Right? I'm saying that that is the reality that, that we, she prioritizes the home. She prioritizes the family. It's important. 
You know, she lives her life to make her family her legacy. And here's what why the Bible says in verse 28. It says, and her children rise up and call her blessed, her husband also, and he praises her. So number one, a virtuous woman, she, she's wise. She's got wisdom. She's dropping knowledge. Number two, she prioritizes her family. She prioritizes her home. Here's the third thing. The third thing, a virtuous woman is mighty in her work. She's mighty in her work. So regardless if you have a, a career or whether you are a homemaker, you know, we, we, in, in today's society, we, we belittle uh, the, the, the woman that wants to stay home and raise her children. You know, my wife has a degree. She was teaching school, but it was a priority to her. She said, Donald, if it's possible... I'd love to be able to stay home while our children are small. I didn't know we were going to keep having them and having them. And <laughs> been like 13 years ago since she brought in a paycheck. But anyways, but <laughs> it's true. But she said, she said, but I'd like to, I'd like to be able to quit my job and stay home if, if I could. I said, no way. There's no, you make more money than I do. We, we can't, do, that's impossible. We, we can't afford to do that. Well, by the time we started adding up how much money she spent on gas, how much was taken out on, on insurance, daycare, food, expensive, blah, 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 we were going in the hole. And I was thinking, you know what? It's costing me money for you to go to work, you know? I said, I think that's a good idea. Let's, but, uh, but it was actually a step of faith to, to see that happen because, again, Lots of times our priorities are in the wrong, wrong place. Let me tell you something. Your job is not your source. Let me say that again. Your job is not your source. The Bible says the Lord gives you the ability to get wealth. You know, God will help you provide a job and will provide a job for you to be able to take care of your financial needs. But listen, at the end of the day, God is your source. Because if your employer is your source, then your employer is your God. Anything that you look to other than God to be your source for whatever else it may be in your life is an idol. Man, that's hard, isn't it? So when you evaluate your life, what and who is your source? And so, I mean, that's been over 10 years ago, but, but she's prioritized, so she stays home. And I'm not good at, you know, I should be better anyways. I'm okay, but I'm not good at, at really... Noticing how much she does during the day. I'm good at being sarcastic, you know, but I'm not, I'm not always good at, at maybe noticing all the things that she does during the day because, I mean, I was with five children, there's a lot that has to be done. I say things like this, you know, and I don't recommend this for men, but I'm just, you know, I say things like, I said, Rachel, it amazes me how much you get done with all the time you spend on Facebook and Instagram. It's amazing. Don't, don't say that, don't, 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 don't say that, but, I mean, I'm just trying to confess some of my, my mistakes, but, I mean, she works hard. Listen, if you don't, if you don't believe that, that it's a full-time job, you know, raising five children, come over and spend a week with us. Come on up, we'll put you to work gladly. I, I can use a day off. I'm sure she could, but, but anyways, you know, she, she manages her home, and she's mighty in her work. The reason I say that is because two times in Proverbs 31... It makes the statement that, and describes that she is dressed or clothed with strength. Verse 17 says, she dresses herself with strength 
and she makes her arms strong. She's not necessarily going to the gym and working out her bicep, okay? That's not what, what it's saying. There's nothing wrong with that. But what that's saying is that she is a very hard worker. Are you with me? Let me give you three things that, that, that makes her mighty in her work. Number one is she's willing and, and skillful with her hands. She has willing and skillful hands. Verse 13 says, she works willingly with her hands. That's a reflection of her attitude. You know, she doesn't look at her work and begrudge it. She doesn't look at it and say, oh my gosh. She didn't have a bad attitude about having to work. You know, she, she, she didn't have a bad attitude about cleaning the house or, 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 or changing diapers or, 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 or washing dishes or, or whatever that may be that, that, that she does. Or if, if she has a full-time job and then comes home and you have children. You know, she doesn't look at the investment in her family, in her children, as something that is to be dreaded. She does it willingly. Why? Because she loves her family. She knows that's her primary and number one top priority is her, fa her family, is her legacy. She's more interested in her family than she is in her career. She's more interested in her children being successful than her personally being successful. And I'm not saying there's anything wrong with having a career, and I'm not saying there's anything wrong with, with working outside the home. I'm not saying none of those things. I'm saying you have to be careful to make sure you keep your priorities where your priorities need to be. Amen? A virtuous woman is able to do that. Now, again, you're thinking, who can do that with all the commitments that I've got? Now, again, I'm not saying you need to compare yourself to this woman. I'm just saying you might want to adopt some of the principles that she is using in order to establish right priority and order in your life and in your home because that is the place where God will ultimately bless you. Because, listen, you can fight hell all day long outside of the home as long as you can come home to a little bit of heaven. That's what I tell Rachel. I said, Rachel, I said, you know what? I can fight hell all day long, seven days a week, 24 hours a day, as long as I can come home to a little piece of heaven. Now, with five children, heaven is loud. <laughs> Especially when those boys come home. Those dudes are weapons of mass destruction. And for some reason, when they come home, it is immediately when their feet hit the floor that they're going... They're screaming and they're yelling and they've got this, I think maybe Nan and Pat bought them this. It's, it's one of those uh, radios that have the microphone where you can, you, know, you can play music and do the karaoke and then turn the volume up and it's like, <laughs> They bought them drums. <laughs> Did you do that? Where, where are the drums at? My house now. I told them they were supposed to stay over here. Who does that to people? <laughs> Anyways, I forgot what I was talking about. <laughs> she works willingly and with skillful hands. Now, Proverbs 31:19 talks about her skill set and her unique abilities that she possesses as she goes about her work. Her love for her family drives her labor for them. Here's the second thing. She works with willing and skillful hands. She has an intelligent mind. 
she, she's got her degree. She might not be using her degree in, in, a, in a job field, but she's using the experience and education she has to mold the life of those closest to her. She has an intelligent mind. Look what it says in verse 16. She considers a field and buys it. How many know women like be shopping? Women be shopping. She considers a field, she buys it, and with the fruit of her hand, she plants a vineyard. Listen, a virtuous woman is a faithful steward, a wise money manager, and a frugal spender. And all the men said, you bunch of wimps. Some of you men go, hmm, that wouldn't me. That wouldn't me. Let me say that one more time. See if I can get a better amen. A virtuous woman is a faithful steward, a wise money manager, and a frugal spender. Amen. Get a little bit better, still pathetic, though. So what does that mean? That means that she doesn't live outside her means. She doesn't spend more than she makes. She knows how to live off a budget. I'm finding in today's world, most families live far above their level of income and are in tremendous amount of debt. You know, the Bible says that, that the borrower is a slave to the lender. Debt will destroy you. And I understand there's some things that you feel like you've got to get, go in debt over. But look, if you're living outside your means, it's not going to be long until it's going to cause problems in your marriage and in your home. And so, even though, regardless of who makes the most money in your home, there needs to be good stewardship, there needs to be wise money managing, and there needs to be budgets set so that you can live a successful and prosperous... That's common sense. What, what is common sense and what is normal is that you live off a budget. What is not common sense, what is foolishness, and what is not normal is that you spend more money than you make. She considers a field, and she buys it. In other words, she is a wise investor. She's got real estate skills. She's an entrepreneur. She, she, she approaches the way she lives her life with skill, with wisdom. She understands that, you know what, we need this, we don't need that. I'm going to get this because it's a good deer. We'll buy it in bulk. She knows what she's doing. She's got it together. So she's intelligent enough that you know what? My husband might be out of control, so I need to be the one that's in control in this particular area. So she's intelligent. She's all, she, here's the third thing. The third thing is she's got a strong work ethic. Verse 17 says she makes her arms strong. Verse 27 says she does not eat the bread of idleness. In other words, she's a hard worker. She's not lazy. She doesn't procrastinate. She's, she's responsible. So she's, a, she's, she's a, a hard worker. She's, she works willingly and skillfully with her hands. She is very intelligent. You know, she, she, she's like the mother that the little boy who, who had contacts, he lost, he lost one of his contacts. And, and the boy was looking all over the house for the contacts. He said, Mama, I lost my contact. I can't find my contact. Would you help me? I've, I've looked for 30 minutes trying to find this contact. And so his mama comes, and, and she gets down on her hands and knees, and she looks around, and she finds that contact in 30 seconds. 
And he says to, he says to his wife, he said, Mama, how, how did you find that contact? And she said, well, we were looking for two totally different things. He said, but I told you I had lost my contact. He, she said, yeah, you were looking for a contact. I was looking for $150. She's smart. She's frugal. She's wise. She's responsible. She's not lazy. She's diligent. She carries herself with strength and dignity. She takes the initiative. She's motivated. She's driven. She's secure in who she is. She's clothed with dignity and strength. Now, here's the last thing, and then go ahead and come to music. The last quality that describes the incredible worth of a woman is, I can't wait to hit on this, she's attractive in all the right ways. Now, don't let your mind go down the wrong way. She's attractive in all the right ways. Look at verse 20. He says, she opens up her hands to the poor and reaches out her hands to the needy. Verse 30. Charm is deceitful and beauty is passing, but a woman who fears the Lord, she shall be praised. Now, what's that saying there? It's talking about the kind of attitude and inner beauty this woman has. It's talking about this woman, her words are kind. Her works are honorable. Her attitude is amazing. She gives generously. She serves sacrificially, that this woman is beautiful and attractive in all of the right ways. She's not selfish. She's not self-centered. She, she doesn't think the world revolves around her. She's a servant. She's a giver. She looks out for the needs of the needy. She, she's, she's on the lookout looking for opportunities that even within her home, she can be a blessing to her neighbors. She's she, she wants to be somebody that is making a difference right from where she's at. She's thinking of other people constantly. This is what makes people beautiful. Because here's what it says. It says, beauty is deceitful. In other words, they say love at first sight is often cured by a second look. Now, I am not as fine as I used to be. Now, when Rachel first saw me, she said, man, you remind me of a speeding ticket. I said, what? She said, you got fine rolled up and down all over you. I'm, <laughs> I'm just telling the truth. But here's the thing. It doesn't matter who you are. You're going to age. And you may age more gracefully than others, but sooner or later you're going to develop a wrinkle. I didn't even know what crow's feet were until Rachel told me. Evidently, it's this thing right here. That's... And then somebody tried to get me some makeup or whatever it is that you put on there, you know, to hide it. I'm thinking, what? Anyways. But she's attractive in all of the right ways. It, it's a reflection of the kind of spirit that she has. And, and why is she attractive? Here's what it says. It says, a woman that fears the Lord, she shall be praised. A virtuous woman fears God, respects God, 
honors God. 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 Here it says in verse 21 and 25, it says, Because this woman fears God, she can boldly face the future. In other words, she is not dominated by fear. And, I, and, and, and Clay was hitting on that a little bit earlier when, when he was talking about people dealing with this. And, and Caitlin was singing about how that Jesus makes the darkness tremble. And, and, and with all of the uncertainties that we're living in in this world, from everything to terrorist threats, to, to natural disasters, to school shootings, to, you know, it, our, the world is becoming increasingly more unsafe and more unsafe and more unsafe. And when you really love your children and you care about your children, it's very easy to let all of the negative things that you see going on in the news dominate your life. But a virtuous woman understands no matter what's going on in the world, God is still on the throne. She may not know what tomorrow holds, but she knows who holds tomorrow. She doesn't allow herself to be dominated with the cares and the concerns of life because she knows who her source is. She understands that God has blessed me with this life. He's blessed me with this family. He's blessed me with these children. They're His. He's only made me a steward of these children anyway. And you know what? If God gave them to me, I'm going to let them remain in His hands. Because no matter what the world brings at me, if we're in the hands of God, we're in the safest place that we can always be. Amen. This is a virtuous woman. It says... Who can find one of these? Her worth is more valuable than rubies. In other words, she's a rare find. And you know what? You can find a lot of attractive women out in the world. But you can be an attractive woman and not a virtuous woman. You can find wealthy women out in the world. But you can be a wealthy woman and not a virtuous woman. Marriage is the second most important decision of your life. I won't marry anybody if, if I can't sit down and do some counseling with them. Because here's the thing. We spend 12 to 16 years preparing for our career and we prepare one day for the second most important decision of our life. And the only spiritual thing about our relationship is the preacher during the ceremony that prays when we get married. And the success rate of marriages in the church is less than the success rate of those that are outside of the church. And I'm not saying if you've been through a divorce that you're a bad person. I'm not saying any of those things. But I'm saying this much. If we live our lives God's way, we have a 100% chance of being successful. I don't know about you, but I've lived life my way. Got the scars to prove it. I want to live my life God's way in a virtuous woman lives life God's way.
Everything that she does is a reflection of her relationship with God. She understands that the way she conducts herself. She understands the way that she dresses herself. She understands the way that she treats other people. She understands the way that she sacrifices. She understands everything that she does is a reflection of her God. And to her, the most important thing is this. She wants to honor God. And if you can find a woman like that, the writer of Proverbs says, don't let her go. Don't let her go. Stand with me. So I've told you. I've given you some characteristics. I, I told you that number one, a virtuous woman is wise. Number two, a virtuous woman prioritizes her family. Number three, a virtuous woman does what? Just pay attention. What? Sit back down. I might have to go back over this message again. So what should our response be to a rare find? What should your response be if you're married to a virtuous woman? What should your response be if your mother is a virtuous woman? Well, the Bible gives us some information. It says, well, if you're a child, if your mom's a virtuous woman, it says her children rise up and bless her. If you're married to a virtuous woman, he gives us some instruction as well. He said, and her husband praises her. You know what keeps a virtuous woman going, going, and going every day? It's having a sense of feeling valued. As a matter of fact, when a woman feels valued, she will continue to go the extra mile every single day. The problem is this. I can promise you probably the majority of your men have a woman, have a wife that is going the extra mile on a daily basis. But the problem is you no longer consider her a jewel. You take her for granted. Because if you have a virtuous woman, we shouldn't have to let her know about how virtuous she is on the second Sunday of every, every, every time in the month of May. What if she cooked your supper as often as that you spoke value and worth into her life. You guys be starved to death. But if she's doing it every day, the Bible says, praise her. A woman flourishes in an atmosphere of praise. And you know what the Bible says? This praise should be ascribed to God. It doesn't say in here, if a man is a virtuous man, then praise him. It doesn't say that, but it does say that. If you have a virtuous woman, he says this, you know what? You should praise her. Her children rise up and call her blessed. Her husband praises her. Praise is like the sun that shines on a flower that opens up the budding process. When you add value to your wife, you create an atmosphere for her to flourish problem is in our home we create an atmosphere of criticism or we completely ignore totally all the sacrifices that they make every single day and take it for granted if you got one he says it's a rare thing he even goes on to say this 
here's a suggestion of what you ought to say to her. So here's just some homework, okay? If you don't know what to say, he says in verse 29, many daughters have done well, but you excel them all. So what, what, what should you say? Baby. There's a lot of good women out here, but you know what? There's none of them that are as good as you. I don't know where I would be without you in my life. I don't know how I could make it without you. I don't know what I would do if you weren't in my life. You're above the, you excel them all. He's saying, you know what? Compliment her. Say good things about her. Brag on her. If she does something well, don't ignore it. You know the reason why people in church don't praise God? Because we take him for granted. You can always tell somebody that's took God for granted. They don't worship God. They come to church and wait for it to get over. People who value God praise God. People who don't take God for granted worship God. People who don't take a virtuous woman for granted let her know. So we've got a lot that we can improve on, right? Don't be condemned. Let it challenge you because you know what? If we can do better, we should do better. Why? Because you got a rare find. You, you've got a rare find. Bow again. Father, today I just thank you for your word. I thank you for the incredible worth of women. And so, Lord, I just pray for all the women that are here today. Those that don't feel valued, those that have low self-esteem, those that are struggling with insecurity, those that, that feel lonely, those that are just struggling with life in general. I pray today that something's been said, that something's been done, that you've touched their heart in some way, that they're able to walk out of here and live in an atmosphere of, of praise, in an atmosphere of celebration, an atmosphere Lord, of value because, Lord, you formed woman, fashioned woman with your own hands. She has a unique role. And I pray for every married couple and every family that's here that, Lord, we would take your word seriously and that, Lord, that we would apply these things that we've learned today and help us to honor one another as we leave. They're going to sing, and they're going to play, and this will be our, 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 our closing here before we officially dismiss. But if you have any specific prayer needs, if you need to make things right with God, if you're struggling with depression, if you need healing, if there's something in your life that you just need prayer for, we just want to open up these altars and invite you to come. We want to pray with you and pray for you. If not,